Good morning. It's Friday, March 3rd, and this is Finger Lakes Today, presented by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DDS, online at CanadaWoodDentistry.com. I'm Jim Sinecropi. I'm Paul Russo. Coming up this morning, we have Rick Newman and Trish Carvalho from the Seneca County Habitat for Humanity live in studio to talk about the upcoming Raise the Roof fundraising at dinner. And also, we'll have a preview of this weekend's Section 5 Championship basketball games. But first, a look at the big story of the day, this impending winter storm. Is it coming? Is it not coming? When's it yeah. coming? How much snow is coming? Is there going to be no snow, a lot of snow? Still, even at this uh, late hour here on Friday morning, uh, details are still a little sketchy. Uh, what it looks like, first of all, it's beautiful this morning. I mean... Yeah, a little frosty, but, but nice, clear morning. Chris, say nothing that's been all the ordinary. I'd say the past few weeks, you know, but it's it's crazy. You look at a couple of different things; they tell you a couple of different, you know, yeah, what could it, be coming. And the reason there's so much uncertainty is because the temperature is hovering right around that freezing mark. Yeah. So that'll affect a lot of uh, snowfall accumulation totals. But today, mostly cloudy with a high near 41, with a light northeast wind coming east and eventually southeast but then rain will move into the region uh, a little before 5 p.m. potentially moving to uh, snow after 5 p.m. becoming all snow after 7 p.m. with an overnight low of only 32 breezy with a southeast wind 11 to 20 miles per hour with gusts as high as 31 so if it is snow you'll have some blowing snow uh, situations but uh, new snow accumulations of about two to four inches possible throughout most of the Finger Lakes. And I think we had, uh, there's our snow total map. And so you can see it, it's going to move in from the southeast to the northeast. And there's going to be more snow the further east you go, especially up north towards Oswego and east towards Albany. <laughs> and Syracuse should get more snow than we get here in the central Finger Lakes. So... A lot of it depends on uh, the temperature. So I have to say the classic looking at it, wherever the rolling hills really begin and start to flatten out is where it really takes that uh, pattern shift. And it's not really a lake effective event right now. The, the front is just south of the Pennsylvania border making its way up uh, towards us. And as I mentioned, it'll start as rain. Uh, could potentially convert to snow between 5 and 7 p.m. And then overnight should be when we get the bulk of the snow ending uh, about midday Saturday. Saturday's forecast calls for uh, rain and snow before 10 a.m. and then turning to rain uh, with then converting possibly back to snow uh, after 5 p.m., although by that time uh, most of the precipitation should have moved through, so there won't be much in terms of accumulation. Saturday's high of 38 and then saturday night just a chance of snow showers mainly before midnight otherwise cloudy with a low of around 30 and then sunday everything's moved out completely mostly cloudy with a high near 40. so love it <laughs> um, even if we get some snow it'll be gone sunday classic but uh, it is affecting plans for as we'll talk about later the yeah. section five yeah. games at the blue cross arena friday night's games got moved to sunday mm -hmm. preemptively but the girls finals at rush henrietta are still going on um so we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show but for now i'd like to welcome rick newman and trish carvalho into the studio for habitat for humanity good morning guys thanks for coming in hello good morning um so big fundraiser coming up right uh raise the roof fundraiser just give us a little background on what that is and when it is and 
Yeah. So Razor Roof um, uh, fundraising dinner is going to be next Saturday, March 11th. Um, it's going to be held at the Gould Hotel uh, from 5 to 8 p.m. And basically what it is, obviously, Habitat for Humanity is an international organization that helps um, uh, put durable housing into communities that, you know, that uh, for individuals who, you know, may not have the necessary um, uh, abilities to, you know, do it in, in a old-fashioned way, you know. Mm -hmm. So these fundraising um, opportunities help the organization to be able to fuel the the projects that you know building these homes and being able to put resources in the community you know in our towns and, and whatnot um basically a world where everyone has a decent place to live is is the is the vision um, behind the organization so the raise the roof fundraising dinner is um gonna be uh five to eight there's gonna be live music john lamont is gonna be performing and there's okay. gonna be multiple grazing stations you know food um, cash bar. Uh, we will have um, some raffle ba baskets there, some 50-50 um, uh, opportunities and whatnot, just to get people to come out and again support the organization, uh, support what the whole vision behind uh, Habitat, you know, is is looking to do. Mm -hmm. um, grazing stations. Grazing stations. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't you know, don't feel feel bad about going up more than once. Yeah, right. there, there's some awesome items there, you know, like yeah. mini beef Wellington, shrimp cocktail, mm -hmm. beef tacos, uh, Asiago asparagus bites. I mean, I'm hungry already just thinking about <laughs> it, you know. So, uh, but you know, it's it's a relaxing theme. It's um, uh, basically a construction theme. So we're you know, uh, flannels, jeans, uh, oh, very okay. casual cool. kind of uh, event. You know, it's not black tie or anything. Um, so we, you know, we've we've got about eighty tickets sold right now. We'd love to see that obviously increase. Um, you know, you can you can log online and we can talk about where 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 to find those yep. here in a little bit. But um, online ticket availability, in person ticket availability, pre sale at the door, you know, whatever whatever is easiest for uh, for the people out there to to come in and enjoy the night with us. So, so you mentioned you know Habitat for Humanity, uh, another benefit besides providing uh, affordable housing uh, is actually the revitalization of properties in the community. Mm -hmm. And I think most recently one of the homes on uh, right on Fall Street uh, that Habitat did uh, just did a great job. Uh, it was a kind of a dilapidated building that now looks great in a high visibility spot. But Trish, you've gone through the program. And I, I, know, I know Trish pretty well, and I know that she, you work really hard. Um, and so just tell about your experience and, and what what habitat's done for you appreciate that jim thanks uh habitat i started uh, 2020 was when i was introduced to the whole program um i was actually at the country club working and had just found out that the house that we were supposed to be purchasing fell through so i was bawling my eyes out upset and i got a call from the president of habitat for humanity um how old was your son at the time uh, he was 10. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, 11. just to get the situation, yep. you're working at that point. I know you're working two jobs. For sure. At least a few yeah. part-time. Yep. Yeah. And looking to get into a place, um, out of a running situation, obviously into something more permanent. Um, yeah, we've been back and forth, honestly, for 10 years. It was lease to lease every year, you know, one thing after another, like many have experienced a right. uh, single income household. And, uh, I was blown away when he called me and uh, honestly humbling experience. I met the most amazing people. Uh, some of them I had known in passing, mm -hmm. 
I grew to become friends with them. I still am to this day. Um, it was, I actually came from kind of a construction background. My family owns a construction company, but I learned very quickly that I didn't really know as much as I thought I did, and that's okay. Uh, everyone comes together, they learn together, and I mean, if you don't know how to do it, you're either taught. Um, but you're putting a lot of sweat equity into the project for the sure. Home, right? The right. cops were only called on me twice for late at night painting. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, honestly, the one word was humbling. I mean, we need this uh, in the community. Like you said, the revitalization of homes that are already there. Mm -hmm. um, there's an extreme need for housing. And no, there's that, so yeah. many that are in search you know, mm -hmm. struggling. So I think the other misconception with Habitat for is um, you do put a lot of sweat equity into it, but it's not it's not a free home. Correct. You're mm -hmm. paying a mortgage on it, just, just like, like anyone else. else. Yep. Um, so, um, but obviously, it's worked out. I'm super appreciative of the opportunity, and I mean, I recommend anyone that can get involved to do it. I mean, honestly, it just feels so good. Well, yeah. and you and you actually work on other projects too, as yes. you know, volunteer work, and, and that's the biggest thing too, volunteers. Right. You know, a lot of these things are you know rely on the sweat equity of, of other individuals that see the same vision as you know habitat mm -hmm. does and and that's huge um again you know just kind of the the humbling experience that trish went through you know others see it in the same fashion um which is why these events you know this dinner the golf tournament on july 19th at the country yep. club you know that. that's uh, these these two events are, are big to be able to bring um bring these humbling experiences to all involved so yeah. you know trish obviously hit the nail on the head with with everything she said and you know we we hope we can um open others minds to the to the same to the same notion yeah, and we've seen several of these uh, successful uh, projects be completed over the years and um mm -hmm. you know seneca county habitat for humanity does a great job uh and i think didn't we have i think we had uh, someone from Habitat Rochester and too and it was kind of a bigger scale mm -hmm. but um it, you know right. this pro, this is a nationwide organization right yes an international organization yeah. yeah um yeah i mean just like you know like Trish said we there needs to be some sort of affordable housing in the community you know we, i think we've been kind of seeing that we said 10 years yeah for you know sure. i mean i've seen it since i moved on in here into town eight years ago and obviously so. while financial contributions are super important like you said volunteering is really i yeah. mean if you don't have people to build we obviously can't build the houses yes. mm -hmm. and that i think it's great too to, that people who have been through the project now are returning to help on other projects um but there's also the community aspect of different contractors and and uh, building suppliers and everybody pitching mm -hmm. in as well um it's uh you know it's no small task to right. to do a, a home renovation right. or a, a new home build in right. some cases Absolutely. um they're, they're pretty big projects uh but so uh we talked a little bit about the raise the roof fundraiser next saturday mm -hmm. um, but the golf tournament in july is another big uh event and when do you start taking signups for that well uh at, at, at any time honestly you know <laughs> once the date was released um you know you can find information on the website habitatseneca.org um same place where you can buy tickets for uh next weekend's uh event but um, we're actually going to have some registration forms at the event, you know, while they're there, Hey, while it's, you know, while it's all our, on our minds, you know, sign up or at least take one yeah, and think about it. But, 
um, pretty much after this event is when we'll start really pushing, you know, because, I mean, it's March already. Mm-hmm. The, the tournament's in July. And yeah. we know how quickly these, these spring months usually go. Yeah, it's hard to believe, actually, uh, you know, we're talking about a little winter storm today, but right. we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. Um, and uh, people will be back on the golf course for sure. So mm-hmm. it's a four-person tournament. You want to get your start thinking about maybe getting your team together. Yep, get your team uh, together. Scramble format. Uh, it was actually the Habitat for Humanity golf tournament was my first day with Generations mm-hmm. last okay. year. Um, and it was it was a beautiful day. You know, we'd we'd love to see more teams participate. Um, you know, we we were fortunate enough to shoot 16 under, but it still came in second, <laughs> it was second place nonetheless. You yeah, know, it's who was crazy. The first place team, uh, Delago, 17 under. Oh, that's under. right. I yeah. remember that day. Now that you mentioned <laughs> it, yeah. But it was great. You know, it's you know that's when a lot of you know all these other teams and all these other people again they see the they see the same mission and vision that Habitat has, and you know they're they're contributing. You know, at least uh, some some sort of um, you know addition to to the fundraising. Uh, so, Trish, just going back to you, um, what was the experience like for your son? I actually asked him about that this morning uh, when I dropped him off at school. And so, to tell be you, honest, what grade is he in now? He must be he's in ninth, ninth grade freshman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a freshman, and uh, he didn't have tons to do with it just because he was like, really wasn't allowed to be like on site for right. you know during certain things, but. Uh, same as far as the experience, you know, I mean, he saw how we struggled and, you know, that everyone came together. Very few knew who I was, you mm-hmm. know, knew me as a person and everyone just kind of came together and were there to be a part of the community and to do this together. And he was excited, obviously, to, to move into the new house oh, and yeah, everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's great. Um, freshman at Miners Academy? Yep. Yep. Um, so... You got these two fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they the bulk of the funding for Habitat for Humanity? Yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, the proceeds from both of these events go directly towards you know the the projects that we have, and uh, you know, I think we're finishing up a couple right now. You know, obviously, you hit roadblocks, you yeah. know, with, with some projects, whether it's just utilities or something, you know, Weather. out of the ordinary, or sometimes you know the funding runs dry at, at some point, and you know, you got to try to build it back up and and continue to you know push forward. Uh, but yeah, these are two of the you know two of the biggest um, campaigns to help um, fuel fuel these projects. And yeah, I think the application process may start opening up here now for 2023 and for future projects. So, so if you're um, someone who's interested in maybe being um, uh, getting a project or being the recipient of one of these projects and getting involved, uh, mm-hmm. how would they go about doing that? The best way is to log on to habitatseneca.org and you know uh, read about the the process and. Um, I believe there's probably a, uh, an initial form to fill out on there. But, you know, that, that website has a ton of, of rich information mm-hmm. um, on there, f- myths and facts about the whole organization that people, you know, may have um, uh, misinformation on. There's know. a lot uh, as far there as is. Habitat for Humanity goes. I know that there's a lot of pe- things that people assume that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily true. Right. For one, um, would be the idea that someone's getting a free house. Right. Uh, which is, ab- that's absolutely not true. Absolutely. Um, but and so, um, yeah, to spend some time there. Um, if it's something that you think can help you, or if it's something you think you might want to get involved in, either as a volunteer or with donations, or by supporting uh, one of these two events. And um, it is important that these events are successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of need now, uh, this day and age, for uh, 
you know, funding of, of lots of different programs. Right. So this is a way that you can get out and have a great night next Saturday. Um, have a great time in the summer playing golf. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just they're, they're great ways to uh, be able to support an organization and still and have fun yourself doing it. Right, right in your backyard, too. Yeah, really. You know. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, quick recap for Saturday night. How can you get tickets? I mean, you can go right to the door if you want, but if you want preemptively get some tickets, yep. how would you go about doing that? Yeah, pre-sell uh, Habitat, uh, HabitatSeneca.org. It's right on the homepage. You know, you can purchase them online. Um, you can walk into the Generations Cayuga Street office um, and purchase tickets in person. We also do have some at the headquarters on Baird Street. Um, or, you know, you could obviously go right to the door. Um, if you by chance know any committee members, you see them out about in person. Mm -hmm. I know whether it's Trisha or, you know, myself, if you see me walking down the street, we can certainly get them to you. Um, but yeah, there's a couple different ways to get it. We, you know, you can log on to Facebook if, if people, you know, are unsure or forget, uh, Habitat for Humanity, Seneca County. Um, you know, there's, there's links there. We'll be, We'll be showcasing our sponsors for this event because that's the other thing. You know, sponsorships are huge for these types of things. They're really the, you know, the um, big portions to help these events go off without a hitch and, and you know, fuel the funding. But um, we'll be highlighting everyone. Again, John Lamont is there. Yeah, so. music by John Lamont. That's worth the yeah, price. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. John Lamont and grazing stations. Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, thanks a lot, guys, for coming in. Um, again, that's just uh, eight days away now. The, the Raise the Roof fundraiser at the Gould in Seneca Falls. HabitatSeneca.org for more information to get tickets. And, again, if you if you can't sure if you can commit, you can always get them right at the door. You can also get information on the golf tournament coming up this summer. So, uh, Trish and Rick, have a great weekend. Thanks for coming in, and uh, good luck with the fundraiser next Saturday. Thanks, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So we're going to step aside, Paul. When we get back, we are going to talk sports. Specifically, we're going to take you through every um, Section 5 championship basketball game going on over the next three days uh, involving Wayne Finger Lakes teams, and there's a few. So uh, keep it right here. Dr. Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. If you're looking for a dentist who offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff, Canandaigua Dentistry will go the extra smile for you. Committed to local veteran organizations, as well as seniors in the Finger Lakes, Canandaigua Dentistry offers discounts for both, as well as an in-house dental membership program for those without insurance. The office is located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua, or you can give them a call at 585-394-5230. Visit CanandaiguaDentistry.com to learn more about the team and follow on Facebook and Instagram today. Oh, 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 oh,
As the months turn colder, make sure you're able to be comfortable. Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Choose DeSanto Propane. Over 8 million households already heat with propane because a propane furnace can heat air up to 25 degrees warmer than electricity. Propane radiant heat can improve air quality in a home by cutting down on dust and allergens and more. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years, DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com for more info. D-I-S-A-N-T-O Propane.com or call toll-free at 1-800-752-4574 today. Oh, 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 DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chichino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate Fiber Networks. Mass and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at upstatefibernetworks.com. Midday Miris and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at midaymirisrigney.com. Welcome back to Finger Lakes today. It's time for a look at sports brought to you by Chichino's Pizzeria. Jim. Big weekend. Big weekend. The biggest, <laughs> right? March Madness officially in full effect locally here for uh, sectional finals. Scheduled to begin tonight. Kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier, but um, I think we get official word here in a matter of a few hours. Yeah, so, so Friday night's boys' games yeah. were moved from the Blue Cross to Sunday at the Blue mm-hmm. Cross in anticipation of this storm, which especially yeah. west of us, um, you know, towards Rochester, you know, maybe it might have been a little too preemptively uh, too soon yeah. to do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I guess maybe better safe than sorry. You know the weather's going to be okay on Sunday. But the girls at Rush Henrietta, as of this 9.25 this morning, right. uh, they're still scheduled to go on uh, tonight. Um, and and we've heard that they're planning on making the final decision around noon. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, are you? what do you think? They're going to be playing tonight? I think at this point... Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think the only part I kind of struggle with in a way is how can you do one but not the other in that scenario. But I, well, it, boys and girls are just so people yeah. know they're totally different right. tournament committees um, and and locations right. and really totally separate events. Um, but they are both in Rochester, yeah. you know, Rush Henriette and the Blue Cross Arena, and the boys have already moved on. Yeah. Um, and But so much to consider, too. I don't know if Rush Henrietta has events scheduled for the gymnasium on Sunday right, where they right. can't move it. But um, for now, we're going to assume that the game's going on tonight. Um, it will happen sometime this weekend, mm-hmm. though, because there's no time. If they were to change it tonight, it would have to happen because next week starts the state playing right. rounds, and you really there's no place to. And I mean, I I know reschedule. I know off the bat, and we haven't. I know we have at least for myself and Nate. You know, our our dive that we take a look for, you know, down the road here. I mean, I know like for example, the girls B playoff between the B two and B one champion. That's Tuesday night. Right. That's a that's pretty much locked in i 
can't imagine they'd be able to really sway it too much if they had to. And that uh, will involve one right. of our local teams, either Waterloo or Palmac, right. against the B2 champ. Right, and I mean, so I yeah, there's a lot of different factors to kind of consider, you know, as you mentioned, right, Jim, logistically, let alone, you know, the other scheduling implications on the back end of it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I alluded to it, B1 girls are the first of uh, the local teams. Number one, Waterloo. Number two, Palm X. 7.30 tonight at Rush Henrietta. Of all the games, this yeah. is the one that's obviously most intriguing to us, involving two yeah. Wayne Finger Lakes teams. Two teams, um, Waterloo, been dominant the past few years. Back-to-back -back sectional titles. Went to the state tournament last year. But they did lose a league game this year, and it was to Palm X just a couple weeks ago. Right. And so now here's the rematch. They split in the regular season. Um, 7.30 tonight at Rush Henrietta on Finger Lakes 1 Radio. You and Paul have the call, but, uh, you know, my gut instinct on this one is uh, Waterloo's got to be, you know, eight, ten-point favorites. Uh, they're probably going to have revenge on their minds. Um, they looked really good in the win over Midlakes in mm -hmm. the semifinals. Uh, Midlakes, a team that beat Pelmac uh, in the last game of the regular season, didn't deny Pelmac right. a co-share of the Finger Lakes East title. So all these dynamics. Um, but really impressed with uh, the way Pelmac played against Livonia. Livonia applied a lot of pressure, probably not quite as intense and effective pressure as Waterloo will provide, but Pelmac was able to take care of the ball, get the win against a tough Livonia team with a 6-1 um, player, uh, Buckley, who's going to play mm -hmm. next year at Niagara. A Division One school, so, um, so yeah, it's it's very intriguing, and um, you know, I like I said, I got I, if I was putting a line together, I'd say Waterloo <laughs> minus uh, eight eight point favorites, but um, you know, Dan Harris is going to have a plan. These teams are familiar mm. with each other. You know, what's your take? Well, it's kind of like one of those games where. You know, we've we've had a few of these games so far build up in sectional where it's, you know, the rubber match of the season series. These teams split in the regular season. And the most important game three that you could have in a season series. Um, this one may be more important than all the others because it is for the sectional title. Um, I agree. I think I think Palmac will keep it tight for the most part, but I think Waterloo uh, in the end kind of um, shark – in the water with blood, if you will. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't know if it's so much um, like revenge, if you will, but the fact that um, by the biggest or the biggest prize you can get up to this point on the line, uh, and you go out and kind of make that statement, if you're, you know, Waterloo, if you will, that you know. I think Waterloo has a re return to the state tournament yeah. in their in, on their minds. Right. I think you take one game at a time. Um, you know, I don't know if Palmac ever was looking ahead that far um so but yeah it could all end tonight for waterloo Pelmac could move on mm -hmm. and certainly beat the b2 team and head to the far west regional so this is a big game tonight not only because obviously it's the sectional championships on the line uh but both these teams have the capability to continue to play on post sectionals right. and into maybe find mm -hmm. their way to hudson valley community college for the state final four yeah definitely. definitely nate nate what's your take on this one you've seen a lot of both these teams um, why don't you break this one down for us? I think what you said is perfect, Jim, um, with, the, with the pressure. Paul Mack did a really nice job against Livonia being able to break it. So I think they're just going to need to stay resilient with their game plan because Waterloo, we've seen time and time again, you know, girls like Morton Carabao, Jazzy Lewis are able to kind of steal the ball, you know, or just over that half-court line. So it's a little different pressure than 
than that full court pressure. So it's, I think if Palmac's able to stay resilient through that and, and stick to their game plan, then they'll be able to kind of break that. But once things start to go south, it's really tough because it's almost like a, you know, like a mudslide, right? You start to really turn the ball over and Waterloo jumps on him even more and more. So, you know, I think that's going to be a really big pressure and we'll see that right from the opening tip. If um, Waterloo has that, if Palmac has the uh, way to get through that. Yeah. Can Palmac, avoid that uh you know 14 run that yeah. happens a lot against waterloo sure, yes. so blood in the water um you know taryn goodness while just being a sophomore yeah, her and molly Seether do a great job of breaking it right and and it can it can come back to bite waterloo too with that pressure because if you get it past that half court area now you generally will have a two-on-one break at that point. Uh, we've seen it before. We saw even mid-lakes in the semifinal when they were able to beat the pressure. It creates a two-on-one situation. Um, but they're also closing from behind, and you know, it's, right. it's, you're not out of the woods yet. And then if you, if you miss in that situation, Waterloo's coming right back the other way. But um, if you can handle that pressure, there's scoring opportunities. Then the other intangible is that Waterloo – probably shoots more three-pointers than any yes. team in Section 5 girls basketball. Yeah, I mean, and Waterloo's just so quick, too. Right. Like Whenever they get the ball, they're down the court, you know, especially when they can move it up the sides with, you know, Carabao and stuff like that. So that's just really big. And that pressure is just so different to me. It seems like you – like you, I like that term you use, Jim. You're, you seem like you're out of the woods when you get over half court, but you're not. You right. know, the back pressure is so, is so key for Waterloo, too. So, yeah, really good job describing it. So, you know, Waterloo shooting all those threes, there's two other things that come into play. First of all, if they're going to make them, um, you're going to be in trouble. But um, you also got to get the offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. You can't give them three, four opportunities on offense because they're going to eventually knock it down. Um, so, and then, you know, we've been talking about how Palmac is going to handle, um, you know, how Palmac is going to handle Waterloo. But, you know, Waterloo, how are they going to handle Palmac? Palmac, a little lower scoring team, but um, really uh, one to five, they can all get it done. They can all put the ball in the basket. And Taryn Goodness has this great little mid-range game. Mm -hmm. And we saw she hit a huge foul line jumper in the final minute of that win over Livonia. Um, so, you know, Waterloo, when it does turn into a half-court game, well, it'll never turn into a half-court game, but there'll be half-court situations um, sometimes after Pelmac breaks the press. Um, are they going to be able to prevent Pelmac from scoring in those situations too? So um, really highly intriguing game. Um, you can listen to it live on Finger Lakes 1 Radio tonight at 7.30. Um, also, keep an eye on our homepage at Finger Lakes 1. If there is any scheduling changes, we'll be the first to let you know. Um, because, uh, But as of right now, that game's on tonight despite the, the weather. And uh, that would be the only game tonight, correct? Correct. Uh, now let's move into Saturday, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, one of my favorite things, breakfast <laughs> at the big house. Yeah. So, Big matchup there, B1 boys. Top seed Patavia, second seed Newark, 9 a.m. Uh, we'll be there for that as well, me and Nate. Uh, but this is, this is a really intriguing matchup. This is, um, you know, to me, you know, we talk about like what, you know, if there was a spur or something, I mean, this is a pick to me, in all honesty. Uh, if Newark yeah. comes out the way they played against Waterloo uh, on on Wednesday, uh, they're gonna they're gonna give Patavia everything they got and probably then some. This is an interesting Patavia team. Uh, again, uh, myself and Nate, when we got there, able to watch them a little bit while we were setting up and mm -hmm. everything for the game that uh, prior. 
And Pateva's got a couple of really good guys. Uh, the one that sticks out to me, and he actually got hurt. I don't know what his full sass here is. Is a guy, a kid by the name of Sawyer Silverling. Yep. Uh, he uh, was able to come back in for a couple of minutes and got a bucket. But uh, they have a lot of quick. They're a, they're very similar, I think, to Newark in a sense that they're they're athletic, quick. Um, you know, they got a legendary head coach yeah. in um, Buddy Brasky. Yep. Um, um, and, you know, he was filing guys in and out of that game pretty well yep. uh, in terms of substitution. So this this game, although maybe not, you know, Finger Lakes, two Finger, Wayne Finger Lakes teams going at it, this is a very intriguing matchup if you're just like a pure, like, basketball fan even. Just the styles of play match up. I think these teams match up. This is a for, – for the first game tomorrow morning, this is quite the clash. Yeah, and both I'd programs say. not um, – aren't strangers to playing in the blue cross. Um, Newark is top five winningest in terms of sectional mm-hmm. title programs in section five, but um, none of the players on this team have been there. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years and uh, there's always that aspect of um, getting into the comfort zone inside that big arena. They always talk about the shooting, um, you know, it's a cavernous. So right. there's a backdrop behind the baskets and it's just a different feel. So always in these blue cross games, it seems like the team that seems to, find that comfort zone first has a good advantage and it's tough to find your comfort zone when you're playing a game of this magnitude at 9 a.m. I mean right. you're showing up to the probably Blue Cross Arena 730 in the morning mm-hmm. um, you know you have to plan it out different than you would any other game that you've played so far this year in terms of okay we're gonna get up we're gonna eat you know now we're gonna um, your whole schedule is different mm-hmm. so you know once that ball is thrown in the air the team that is gotten themselves ready and gets to that comfort zone sooner was is going to have a huge advantage in my opinion um it, it's just not easy a 9 a.m game but it is really exciting because you know there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of folks um with interest in that game waking up having a cup of coffee right. tuning into your broadcast right. on uh fingerlakes1.com radio and, and uh we'll have a sectional championship before 11 a.m right you know? <laughs> <laughs> guarantee well figuratively guaranteed anyway I and mean, again that's actually something that we were discussing off air a little bit was the fact that you know we talk about the games tonight getting moved or the girls games still on as of now but no point that you brought up, Jim, is the fact that 9 a.m. is an interesting spot with this storm as well. Tomorrow. Yeah, overnight is when we're expecting most of the snow. Okay. Um, it should be worse east than west in, as far as the state's concerned, so that's going to help. But they're, they're not going to be able to move this game because there just isn't right. time to play it um, right. with this like the, the um, play-in rounds um, scheduled for early next week. There just literally is not time in the week to make it up and still get everything in so we section five can send the representatives to the far west regional next weekend Mm. um it really is a kind of a situation and and as far as weather is concerned with the temperature dropping overnight and most of the snowfall being overnight that 9 a.m start is uh is something that that they're gonna have to keep an eye on but you know i go in that newark waterloo semifinal game i said to myself um I think Newark will win this game, but Newark, to me, has been inconsistent. You never know which Newark team is going to show up. I've seen it throughout the season where you think Newark's finally hitting their stride, and then they kind of come out flat and just have a perplexing result. So I think if Newark shows up for this game the same way they did in the semifinals against Waterloo, that they'll, they'll win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would be true about almost anybody that you'll put up against Newark. I don't think right. that Batavia is going to beat Newark. I think the only 
team that can beat Newark at this point would be Newark themselves. Um, whether or not Newark has what it takes to, you know, keep advancing on to the, uh, you know, state final four, the far west regional, um, I don't know. But as far as Saturday morning games goes, I think Newark really controls their own destiny. And that's not a knock to Batavia and Coach Brasky's program, but this Newark team has a lot of talent. They, there's no real weakness. They got a lot of size. They got good guards. They got scores from the inside and outside. It's it just for Coach Coparis's bunch. Um, it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation sometimes. Um, you, as we've gone through the season, just you wonder how they lose to some of the teams that they may have lost to, or how they only score, you know, thirty something points in a game. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. Also tomorrow, C two girls final at Rush Henrietta at noon. Number three Pavilion and number four Dundee Bradford. Lundy Bradford upsetting top-seeded Lions Wednesday night to advance to the championship game. Really intriguing. Um, I know Pavilion upset along the way as well to get here, so it's really the only one out of the, out of the bunch that we have tomorrow that you look at, and there's no number one seed uh, in, the, in the finals to see two girls. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, I think Dundee Bradford's playing as if they were a number one seed. Mm -hmm. I mean, they... The Finger Lakes West Girls League was really tough this year. Yeah. I mean, tougher than we gave it credit to going into it. Um, South Seneca was good. Bloomfield was uh, outstanding mm -hmm. and kind of surprised um, in a way to not see Bluefield here. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Dundee-Bradford program, um, especially since combining, you know, Dundee and Bradford combining about eh, probably three years ago, they might have started Give doing that. Um, they've really become uh, – a force in girls basketball and uh, senior leadership, uh, good size. And, you know, again, this is one that I'm looking for mm -hmm. Dundee Bradford to bring home a block to the Wayne Finger Lakes uh, in C2 girls. Yeah. Great. Got there last year. Couldn't quite finish the job, but uh, Kendall Parker, leader on that team, really intriguing. Um, I know uh, we – like we were, we always kind of had them lingering in that top ten for power rankings wise. Yeah, kind of, kind of do the, like the revisionist history on it makes you wonder about about them a little bit, like you mentioned. I think they got as high as five or six at one yeah. point for us. It's just that, like I said, that Finger Lakes West was so tough. Mm -hmm. They were being, and I, you know, you can even talk about teams like HAC. Um, it uh, it was a. It's tough to evaluate how good the, those teams are when they're playing each other. Um, but, you know, Dundee Bradford yeah. is uh, – I, I got him favored to win this yeah. game. I got I got Dundee Bradford as six-point favorites. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on this one, Nate? Uh, we should see Dundee Bradford uh, advance. I like I like their chances. Uh, that's a big win over Lions and just showing that, you know, they can be there and they can play it in this stage of the year. So I'm um, going we'll to be rooting on the Brave Scots. One thing to think about, too, we talked about the Blue Cross Arena being a – unique uh, venue for the boys for the girls rush Henrietta is a big gymnasium but it still is a gymnasium mm -hmm. and it is loud it's louder than the blue cross when you're in there yes, it's definitely. more of an intense atmosphere at rush Henrietta um whether that you know benefits waterloo Pelmac or pavilion or dundee probably doesn't matter but it just is gonna it just feels it's special to play in the blue cross but it's you're out there in the middle of the course court at the blue cross and it's like you're in your own world mm -hmm. rush henrietta um you know it's really loud and intense in that gymnasium um they both have their advantages uh but uh certainly intensity wise 
uh, Rush Henrietta is a more intense place to play yeah. the sectional final. Oh, definitely. I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, it's a gym still, right? Yep. And I think for the girls, there wouldn't be any technically open space until next weekend at Far West because it's at Buff State. Right. That's the, only t- that's the next spot where it would open up in terms yeah. of uh, the cavernous effect of it. Yeah. And, and Buff State is an amazing mm-hmm. arena yeah. to play. I, it's one of my favorite places to watch a high school basketball game. It's uh, tighter than the Blue Cross Arena, right. very comfortable. Um, it, is a, it is an arena, um, but still more intimate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. if any of these teams can, can get there. So the girls will be going – to, as far as the far west, we'll be going to Buffalo State, and the yeah. boys will be staying locally Correct. this year. Yep. 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 So another girls game um, on tap Saturday. Yeah. Hey, girls, uh, I want to make note of these next two games. Uh, Pittsburgh Starlin in the one seed gets number two, Canandaigua. That's at 4 p.m. at Rush Henrietta. And then a double-A boys, top seed Victor. They've had a phenomenal year. They're taking on six seed Fairport. That's a the nightcap, nine p.m. at Blue Cross Arena tomorrow night. Yeah, those are uh, that's always a, a big time atmosphere for the Double A boys at the mm. Blue Cross. Late start though, when they say nine p.m., that's only you know. And that's the that's schedule. There ain't no way. I, in my opinion, and, and being not sectional tournament wise, but knowing how tournaments kind of work, there is no way that game starts at nine p.m. No, and there's that's just no just chance. Say, because <laughs> after every one of these games, they have the award ceremonies. That it's pretty extensive. Uh, program following each classifications championship game and that ball will not tip at 9 p.m you'll no. be looking at more like uh if you're lucky a 9 15 9 20 but yeah. even as late as 9 45 yeah. i could see they try to move it along but um but either way there'll be a full uh, it's full of house you get in the blue cross i wouldn't say it would be a sellout but it'll be a right. lot feel a lot more full than it will at 9 a.m for the yeah. uh first game of the day so isn't that something the first game of the day at 9 a.m every two hours another game up until long you know, day. 9 p.m long, long day for the workers that have to be there the yeah. whole time <laughs> and for fans it's a yeah. you know great opportunity to get up there you for the price of one ticket you could sit there all day and, and watch all these great games you know i've been up there many 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 times um and it's uh such a unique day and a and way to spend the day if you're a high school basketball mm-hmm. fan but candy girls are rush henrietta um Nate and I went to Canandaigua for the uh, Class B one semifinal doubleheader on uh, geez, Nate, what was Tuesday. Night? Tuesday night, and uh, the Canandaigua girls were practicing. Um, so it's they've had a fantastic season. They're going to have their hands full with this Pittsburgh Sutherland team, but uh, pretty intriguing uh, matchup there. They did beat them by twenty earlier in the year, Canandaigua. So. so. They're the second seed against the first seed, Sutherland, but they did beat him by 20. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of odd. But um, So good luck to the Canandaigua Lady Braves, and then um, good luck to the number one seed, Victor Boys, in Class AA, yeah. who's just having a great season in, in um, you know Fairport with the Cinderella story as a sixth seed. Yeah. Um, but you know that's also a little bit of a rivalry, become a little bit of a rivalry that Victor Fairport matchup mm-hmm. but uh so that leaves us one more game on sunday we yeah. didn't think there'd be basketball on sunday but there is and this is another one that's um pretty interesting yeah the c3 boys number one seed lines against number six seed wheaton chilai it's 11 a.m at blue cross arena on sunday um yeah i i don't want to step on nate's shoes here a little bit because you guys both got a first yeah. look at wheatland chilai yeah and I, I i know he 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 he'll have uh, more on this I, I, they're a deceptive six seed 
I still think Lions is gonna bless you. Is gonna is gonna beat them, uh, but I wouldn't take them lightly. I think they they are like I said, deceptive six seed. Uh, they went down in the South Seneca last week and uh, ended up double digit. Ended up winning by double digits on South Seneca uh, in that game. And a lot of these Lions kids have experience yeah. on the Blue Cross court. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps a lot. Um, they're definitely coming in as pretty heavy favorites, yeah. but. Man, I tell you, once you roll that ball out there on the at the Blue Cross, um, anything can happen. Um, you know, I think that at the end of the day, uh, the athleticism of J.C. Walker and the size of um, Johnson in the middle for Lions is mm-hmm. gonna is gonna probably be too much for Wheatland Chilai. Yeah. Um, and that you know, it's not all that. You know, Jacob Sides is one of the better all around right. basketball players in the Wayne Finger Lakes, mm-hmm. and uh, so. I think Coach Schott's boys are probably going to bring home what would be the 23rd sectional, 22nd. I mean, they've, they've, yeah, they're, they're so battling with yeah. East High, which East High is still alive, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lions and East High are neck and neck for the most sectional titles in Section 5 yeah. history. So um, there's that layer to it, too. And then Lions is another team that I know that they have state aspirations yeah. beyond this, but you got to take care of business first and get that sectional title and the key part for them is right you win this but see through the c boys are the only ones where you possibly have to play two playing games to get right to far west region and i'm not sure how they structure the yeah, uh, who gets the buy this year it yeah. change seems to change every year it's not always uh hmm. i think i think they do it by total sectional points huh. that were earned during the regular season Which so probably go to lions right so I would assume that that would be Lions, yeah. So Lions would get the bye, and then they would face the winner of um, the C1 and C2 champ uh, at a neutral site that would be determined later. But those are always uh, amazing games, too. In recent history, yeah. Lions has played in Newark um, for those against C.G. Finney um, one year in uh, maybe North Star Christian. I can't remember, but uh, there's certainly no stranger to that. Mm-hmm playing tournament after winning a sectional title and um, I got him this year winning another one but um, as you said Wheatland Chile Nate um, your thoughts on Wheatland Chile yeah I think this has game of the game of the weekend potential for me I think this I give the advantage to Lions but I think Wheatland Chile can give them you know all what they bargained for Um, I I think Wheatland Chile is very athletic from watching them in that South Seneca game they got a guard uh, sophomore Leighton Williams who should who's the second leading scorer in C3 behind JC Walker who is really good at uh, kind of captaining the offense. So I think that could be a real big factor for Wheatland Chile. I think this might be the most athletic team Lions will face this this season so far. So I, I really think this could be a really good game of the weekend situation, but I would give the uh, slight advantage to Lions. And another odd start time, 11 a.m. on yeah. a Sunday morning. Yep. So that's something these kids aren't used to. But I think 11 a.m., big difference in 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, get a couple extra hours of sleep in there. Yep, and uh, – Geez, I know that in the past, uh, like most recently, a Geneva-Waterloo game, talking to the coaches, um, you know, they do things a little different. They try to actually, before the bus leaves, get the kids in the gym for a little shoot-around, yeah. you know, and you're talking about I like mean that, 7 a.m. But that does make sense a little bit. I mean, get the blood flowing a little yeah. bit, you know, trying at least, you I would want, say, get loose. Yeah, you don't want kids uh, on that bus ride to Rochester yeah. falling asleep. Right. You know, it's uh, <laughs> It's it's definitely something different, something the coaches have to kind of have a plan I, for. I mean, I don't know how you could fall asleep on a school bus anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so 
Great lineup of uh, championship basketball. Um, a lot of these games on Finger Lakes One Radio. And uh, we'll, of course, have the results of each game shortly after their conclusion on Finger Lakes One. So keep an eye on our homepage and our free Android and iPhone app. If you can't make it up to the Blue Cross or Rush Henrietta, or if you can't tune into our live broadcasts, uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, for sure. Full slate. Can't beat it. Yep, can't beat it. All right, so we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, what's streaming edition two? We'll update everybody on uh, what we've been watching here the past few days. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. Canandaigua Dentistry offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff. A proud supporter of local veteran organizations, Canandaigua Dentistry offers veteran and senior discounts, as well as an in-house dental membership program for people without insurance. Dr. Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry is committed to providing you with personal, professional care. Whether you are searching for a family dentist or a cosmetic dentist, the Canandaigua Dentistry team promises to go the extra smile for you. Stop by the office located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua or call 585-394-5230 to talk with the team today. Visit www.canandaiguadentistry.com to learn more and find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Oh, 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 DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. That's 80 years that DeSanto Propane has been servicing the community. DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business, which is why everyone recommends DeSanto Propane. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years DeSanto Propane has been heating the community with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com or call toll-free 1-800-752-4. 4574 and like DeSanto Propane on Facebook for more tips and info today. DeSanto is celebrating 80 years and there's never been a better time to switch to propane to fuel your entire house. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chichino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate Fiber Networks. Mass and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at upstatefibernetworks.com. Midday Miris and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at midaymirisricky.com. Welcome back into Finger Lakes today. Paul Russo, Jim Senecropi, and Nate Sharman here with you. What's streaming? We uh, did one of these a couple weeks ago. Talk about what we've been watching in 
streaming lately and uh figure it was time to update that a little bit for everybody as uh well i enjoy it on and yeah because you know this new world of uh 18 different streaming services <laughs> and is a movie in the theater is at home you know yeah. um even you know where you're going to watch your favorite games right. and teams it's uh different so i always enjoy it. it's a funny thing too whenever we go out to dinner with friends or something it's always a conversation yeah. like what are you guys watching and it's also funny because i was kind of talking to my daughter about the way things used to be yeah. you know when uh now i'm a lot older than you guys so when i was when i was uh in high school, you really only had three networks. I mean, cable had come around, and you know there was a programming on cable TV, mm -hmm. but they weren't like releasing programmatic content like weekly, right. like they do now. Um, so back in my day, you know, when you went to school on like a Friday morning, everybody was talking about the Seinfeld or the Cosby mm -hmm. Show episode or whatever it was that aired the night before because everybody was watching the same thing because you only had two or three options, right. you know, of shows to watch. Now, like I say, when we go out to dinner with friends, it's like everybody's like telling what you're watching. You're looking for some tips, you know, to find out. So that's kind of what this segment is about. So um, I guess I'll start with yeah. you, Paul. What are you watching? And, so, it, and, and last night you, right. you saw something. Well, yeah, I want to do, start with this because I, I mentioned last week, I couldn't remember what the name of it, or the last time we did this, what the name of it was. Three Mile Island docuseries I watched called, it's called Meltdown Three Mile Island. So I wasn't far off, I guess, and just calling it Three Mile Island. But yeah. Three or four episodes on Netflix, and it came out last spring. I think I watched it uh, a few months ago in the falls when I actually found it. So um, if you're into kind of like the history of... And some of the hits home locally here, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, that was certainly something that affected everybody that lived around here. And, you know, obviously current events, East Palestine, Ohio, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, you know, a bit of... Uh, but uh, feel good. A little bit, feel good. A little bit different, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> it's a feel-good show. So, so you mentioned... Uh, Did you Chernobyl? No, on HBO. Not, no. Now that is amazing. I'd yeah. recommend you watch that too. Yeah. Another uh, feel-good show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of feeling good, last night me and the Felice brothers we went out to a movie theater in Geneva. Saw Cocaine Bear. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, true story too. Right? Yeah, based well, on ba based on this, they call it true events. So yeah. they took a lot of liberties. Like I'm, I'm imagining for not to spoil too much. I'm imagining that. Uh, not as many people died in the moment <laughs> as, yeah. as they depict in the movie with the bear, but um, bear gets into some cocaine somehow, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, a, a plane, <laughs> a so plane funny. crashes in Chattahoochee National Forest down in in Georgia. Um, the pilot had to parachute out, and uh, actually his parachute didn't land. And that a lot of this portion of it's actually very much so true. The pilot, his parachute didn't go off, and he falls in this driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee. So the feds up there kind of investigate, and they realize they'll have to figure out where this plane actually ended up landing and falling into. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if the names are exactly right, but uh, Sid White, who was portrayed by Ray Liotta, his final acting credit, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, he's, this is his final film that he did. Uh, sends a couple of his guys out, his son and one of his workers. They go out and try and find you know the cocaine, realize that the bear has gotten into the cocaine, um, there's kids involved. Why was there so. cocaine on the plane? 
drug trafficking yeah, type bring it up situation. From, yeah, so it wasn't just like a little bag, it was like a full shipment. We're talking each bag is probably worth somewhere in the fourteen to fifteen million dollar range. And the bear gets into it. The bear gets into it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh such a crazy premise. It, it I ranked it a seven and a half out of ten. Like my expectations nice. were low. And it actually was a really well done film, I thought, but you know, it was over the top in some spots where maybe it also needed to be over the top in some spots. Uh there's a scene where the bear um you find out where the bear's den is, and there's a couple cubs. Mm-hmm. And the cubs pop out of one of the bags, and they're just... Spoiler I mean, alert. Spoiler alert. And I, they're just coated in cocaine. <laughs> As one of the characters says, they look like two black polar bears. <laughs> so, um, so, But that's only yeah. in theaters right now, right? Yeah, only in mm-hmm. theaters right now. I imagine they'll uh, give another few weeks here, and they'll probably do that one week off and then transition over to digital and everything like that at that point but uh, i recommend it like i said it's not it's it was in an hour it was an hour and a half long it's not too Mm -hmm. long not too short um very good i thought nice yeah um and then you also uh what you're watching at home so i got drive to survive going right now new season season five out for that follows uh, formula one uh the last year into in 2022 a lot of different stuff happened. I don't, and I don't know if maybe for me um, it's good. It's not like I'm not going to watch the final five episodes. I'm halfway through it right now. Uh, but uh, compared to the previous four seasons, to me it's not as good. It's jumping around a lot. Um, and I don't know if maybe that's because uh, I'm following more in-depth, so a lot of the stuff I kind of Well, that's the problem. The same bit, thing that yeah. I'm going to comment on Full Swing, uh, which I watched the right. last episode of Full Swing on um, Netflix last night, and I enjoyed the – whole series but is a uh a more intense pga tour golf or golf fan in general um than maybe the average viewer it uh was a little less uh involved i guess than maybe right. i had hoped it would be uh but entertaining mm. nonetheless yeah. i'm sure it's, oh, yeah. you feel the Definitely. same way and those shows are meant for uh, the casual or non-fan to, mm-hmm. is a way to give exposure to those two um, circuits or tours or, right, and right. the individuals and the people that, that uh, you know, are world-class athletes that uh, participate. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think in that regard it did. It ex- Full Swing, for example, exposed a lot of people to some names on the PGA Tour that they might not have known or names that they've heard of but didn't really know the person yeah. um, behind it or understand, um, you know, why what they do is so amazing. Right. I mean, and that's the thing with Drive Survive. I think a lot of even Formula One fans now are more maybe not so much fans of the drivers but the team principals, the guys running the teams. Like, who would have thought that, you know, and I'm, I don't know if these names resonate much with anybody, but like Gunther Steiner, the team principal for Haas, is just this – cult hero now and stuff like that so uh, one other thing i i, I watched uh, a little bit ago that i forgot to mention uh nolan ryan there's a documentary out oh no on kidding. him What's that it's on? on netflix called facing nolan and it's about um you know th- it does take a look at his baseball stuff the baseball stuff is a very key factor in this um as you'll come to learn but it kind of peels back the onion a little bit on on nolan wow. um which is something that had never been done right. because he was a you know, Hall of Fame, world-class superstar before the age of, um, you know, internet and social mm-hmm. media where where you really get, you know, 
get get behind um, just what you're seeing right. in the games and getting to know these players. Um, and Nolan Ryan was kind of like a mythical type yeah. of figure and, and just amazing pitcher, super long career, all those no hitters. Um, the show, remember him and Robin Ventura? Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. so there's those types of that, situations. That does get touched on. I bet it does. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because you bring it up, right? I mean, he's a kid, literally a kid from Texas, and more or less was just dropped in New York as a Met. And um, he talks about kind of all that, how he ends up on the Angels, and at that point from the Angels to the Astros, and kind of really his thought process from going to the Astros to the Rangers, even. So hmm. um, yeah, it's, he did it's get fascinating around. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, that's not new, right? Uh, it's new-ish. So it didn't yeah. come out. Netflix, I don't think, had really much of a part in it. Uh, I know when I clicked on it, it didn't have the Netflix, you know, how they have the M logo up in the top corner if it's a Netflix-produced thing, and they didn't have it, but uh, they so picked it up pretty of... squared away. Um, and I watched it probably about a month-ish or so ago, and it was really good. I, if you're a baseball baseball fan, athlete, you know, fan of athletics, I think this certainly fits the bill of kind of, like I said, you Peel back the onion. I'm a guy that, you know, has fascinated people for a long time. Still is involved in baseball with the Astros. So um, certainly a guy who's even well in the news to this day. Anyway, got a lot of recommendations yeah. for sports yeah. uh, content. So <laughs> I got one that's not related to sports. But before I do, Nate, you watch Full Swing, right? All the episodes. Yes, I did. I liked Full Swing. It's good. Yeah. Um, what's your overall thoughts though on it? Um, um, is, what what is there anything you would have liked to see that they didn't do? Um, I'd like to see Max Homa next year. You know, we know so much about oh, him through yeah, social media. So I think that'll be that'll be um, a shoe in for next year. I think they already kind of previewed it a little bit. But we'll see Max Homa next year. Everyone wants to see Tiger, right? So well, that would be cool to see him. We saw him a little bit here and there, but not, not really any talking scenes. So that would be cool to have him. But I sort of don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, yeah I, I liked it. I just think it's funny now. Um, they, they talk about so much about how you know, how to make a cut on the PGA Tour. You know, that's talked about almost oh every Oh, my episode. God, yeah. And now do, you the PGA, know, do you know they cut it after 36, and now they're not going to have now they're not doing some it. of these events? Yeah, now they're changing some tournaments. So They do. I don't want to be that guy. They do the same thing in Drive to Survive where it's like, did you know that to set the, qualif- to set the order for the race, they qualify? Like, no way. <laughs> right, right. Stunning. <laughs> they don't just uh, – But they do a nice job of kind of telling, like you said, Jim, the, the non-golfer about how it works. I, right. I, they, I think they do need to kind of – hit that home even harder than it is but it is funny for you know myself and you that you know watch a lot of pga tour to have them keep talking about it you're like i know (laughs) yeah and and there also isn't um there isn't a lot that i watched in full swing that was like new to me but one thing that i don't know if it was new but you didn't realize it and it's kind of kind of a strange thing um so, for instance, um, after some of these events where they were victorious, so like Rory McIlroy win the Tour Championship, spoiler alert, um, you know, in the last episode, <laughs> in the last episode, um, you know, you're out there surrounded by tens of thousands of people, um, you know, on the range, on the putting green, on the course, uh, and then you win this event and you go back into the locker room and you're just sitting there by yourself, you know? So that was actually really strange to me because every tournament you see guys are getting congratulated by their family and friends, but yeah, Rory kind of went in the locker room by himself. Well, I think that's the case for a lot of people because then you'll go in the locker room, you know, you'll decompress a little and then you come back out to, uh, but usually see their families at some point. Yeah, but they're not, the families are not going to go into the locker room with them usually. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, maybe the caddy might, but even I've been in a lot of, that's the other thing. I've had some exposure to these 
PGA Tour events from inside, not inside the ropes necessarily, but um, I've had some connections where I was able to go to the caddy tent and stuff right. at, at, at the Travelers, and um, I've been, I caddied myself at some U.S. Open qualifiers, and um, so the caddies, they separate the caddies and the players pretty much. Like, the caddies don't go into the players' locker room, right. and the players generally don't go into the, the caddies' area, uh, but I just you think about it, not only all the people on site but all the people watching on tv like you're literally the whole world's looking at you it feels like and it's then five minutes later after you sign your scorecard you're alone in the locker room looking at your phone right <laughs> you know Got a lot of text messages but uh, one thing that I started watching that I would recommend is Shrinking. It's with Jason Segal and Harrison Ford on mm -hmm. Apple TV. Um, it's a show where Jason Segal, Harrison Ford, and there's another female actor, I can't think of her name, are uh, psychiatrists or therapists that work mm -hmm. in the same office. Um, that's basically the premise. And, of course, all three of them have their own issues. That right. they, um, but... <laughs> It's not the type of show I normally would get into, and in a way, I I, I almost want was would think that um, it's contrived and predictable and almost a little over the top in its corniness. Except for Harrison Ford's in it, and he just does an amazing mm -hmm. job. Like to me, he makes the show. Um, it's entertaining, um, and at time it pulls on the heartstrings. Um, but you know. Jason Segal's like the typical like every line's like a pun or a joke or you know it's uh mm. it's like over the top almost but Harrison Ford being involved in that um really really made the show to say, I mean that, recommend is this it. Harrison Ford's first I wouldn't say obviously it's not television in that sense but series the Yellowstone series oh that's right probably did, which I haven't watched yeah. that yet I really want to watch, watch that too. I forgot about that yeah I want to watch all I started watching Yellowstone when it first came out several years ago and for whatever reason about five or six episodes in I just stopped watching it not that I didn't enjoy it mm -hmm. but so my plan eventually when I find the time is to go back and watch um the Yellowstone series from mm -hmm. the beginning the 1895 right. or whatever yeah. And on and, and I, Harrison Ford got rave reviews for that and I, and really really good in in shrinking which is on Apple Plus uh, so that's what I would recommend. I'd say and speaking of that, I'm pretty sure there's a new season of Ted Lasso coming out soon, right? March fifteenth. I can't right. wait. I mean, oh, that's Ted, exciting. Ted Lasso, one of the best shows of all time, in my opinion. There you go. Um, is there anybody that doesn't like Ted Lasso? I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't. Have no, Apple, you haven't I, seen Ted I don't, Lasso. I don't have Apple TV Plus. You ever watched so. Ted Lasso? No, I don't have Apple TV. I got oh, that's when, login. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I first uh, got the Apple account um, was because of Ted Lasso. Mm. Yeah, me too. And that's how that works. You know, every show, every one of these services has this breakout hit. And, um, you know, you're like, am I going to pay four ninety nine more a month, you know, <laughs> for this introductory <laughs> offer or whatever? And um, you usually end up doing it. And, right. Um, but uh, Apple T. So quickly before we get out of here. Of all the streaming services, if you had to keep just two, let's say just two, two, or let's say three, because I think on average okay. most people probably could would be handling three. Now you're talking about Paramount Plus with the yeah. Yellowstone series. You're talking about Apple TV with um, shows like The Morning Show and um, what other big hits did they have? Um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Uh, then you're talking about Netflix, of course. Mm -hmm. Everybody's familiar with that. HBO Max, yeah. um, Hulu, yeah. Peacock. Peacock. I mean, my goodness. You yeah. can only have three. Which, which, what would they be? 
So I'm keeping Netflix. I think I would go biggest library. You got to go with yeah. Netflix, yes. right? Yeah. I I would go Peacock, but that's more also sports oriented because they have they have the NFL stuff, but also the second Prime half, video is becoming more yeah. a requirement for sports fans right. too. Yeah, but yes. for me for me as well though, they I can watch the second half of the NASCAR season on Peacock. So that 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 plays a bit of a factor there for right. me, I think. Then I'd probably go Hmm. This is a tough one out of this Yeah, point, I think. you only have three. <laughs> Do I go? I think I, I think I gotta go Hulu. Because Hulu, I can get a lot of stuff just the next day then at that point. Yeah. I think I gotta go Hulu. Well, I mean, keep in mind, hmm. you know, I'm not counting. You don't tough. have to cancel your cable or, like in my case, right. I have YouTube TV, which is technically another streaming service. Right. But I'm not counting that because that's like your right. base TV. Yeah. Um, how about you, Nate? Um, I'm definitely keeping Netflix for sure. And then Peacock, too, because I, I love The Office. I, I can't stop watching that show. And then for my third one, I don't really use a third streaming service. I have cable. And then so probably between, for my sports, though, probably either Amazon Prime. I um, don't watch much movies on that, but for, for sports. And then and I, I guess if you can count ESPN Plus, I know that's not oh, a streaming service. Oh, that's a good service. point. Can I, can I know I that's not a streaming service, but for movies or oh, TV shows. But well, for, it is a streaming service, though. a lot service, for sports. Um, that's a good point. I was going to say ESPN Plus. You get all the hockey games yeah. and... The college basketball. Yep, tons yeah, of college yeah. basketball. I have to. I might have to put ESPN Plus as my third. Then I guess I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, I almost. It seems like Netflix is the default that everybody's going to say mm. yes to because of the yeah, library. Been doing so long take, but long honestly, jeez. Um, right now, I did watch Full Swing on Netflix, but um, Apple TV to me has really, really good. Mm-hmm programming it would be especially with ted lasso coming up it would be hard for me to get rid of that one um but to me the best of them all is hbo and yeah. hbo max yeah they do have a good library um the almost any new show that comes out on hbo is worth a watch uh but you know like you say prime video now doing thursday night football mm-hmm. uh, i'll say i mean apple tv2 is in the sports again they have they have the friday night mlb thing baseball yeah and i know I mean, I know that they're still in talks with, like, the Pac-12 and everything like that, too. So, uh, Well, the Pac-12 is going to be... Or, well, Pac-8, whatever it might end yeah. up being. I saw a report last night about a couple more teams probably. Yeah. Van Boosting, so... I don't know. But they're getting in the sports game bigger as well, their footprint. Well, I think everybody does because that's a reason that a lot of people feel like it's a required right. um, subscription yeah. service, you know. So, you know, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can't watch the NFL game on Thursday and your team is playing, right. you know, you're out of luck. But uh, Or just general, the way fantasy football is, you know, everybody, if there's an NFL game on Thursday night, you're going to want to watch right. it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it's uh, definitely crazy yeah. the, the way things have changed uh, over the years with all these streaming services. And I think in the long run, fast forward to five years from now, a lot of these are going to have consolidated or have a shared password. I know yeah. ESPN is talking now just in the past few days the news came out that they're trying to develop a service where they are consolidating all the regional sports networks under their banner so one login and so it's uh it's tough it's a big business and uh and we just uh, msg came out with uh, a streaming service option that's right. It's like it's pretty expensive but um to watch all the new york teams and what there's six well if you're a yankees fan right yeah, and Yankees, Sabres, Devils, Rangers, right. you know, you're all those teams. But I think it's like $30 a month, which is 
pretty expensive. It is expensive unless you're the type of person that watches every single Yankees game or every single yeah. New Jersey Devils game. But if you're one of those people, I feel like you either have cable or you well, have true. some, or you know someone that has cable. I think that too. might be more for the, like the way you bring it up, like the winter when they have to co- they have to have broadcasts of say hypothetically they could have Knicks, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, and Sabers all going at the same time. In theory, yeah. or you live in you know Florida, or um, but then you Spokane, could just get ESPN Plus. Yeah, you live somewhere else in the country where yeah. you don't get the Yankee games on your standard cable right. package, and so you can subscribe to uh, MSG. But yeah, either way, uh, one last look mm-hmm. at the weather before we get out of here. Um, again, much anticipated, talked about winter storm coming through the area probably not going to have as big of an impact as maybe people were thinking a few days ago in terms of uh, us in the Finger Lakes. Most of the heavier snow will be uh, east and northeast of us here in the Finger Lakes region Um, and still a lot of question on whether uh, this precipitation is going to fall in the form of rain or sleet or snow and that'll make a big difference uh, as the accumulation totals but right now as you can see on this map they're predicting um, three to five inches for most of the northern finger lakes although i i just gotta tell you i think it's gonna be more like two to four uh if that but start looking for precipitation to start falling late afternoon in the form of rain here in the finger lakes moving up from the uh first spots that will get rain will be like corning and uh and uh ithaca and penyan and then it'll move up uh, from the southwest to the northeast and eventually about five to seven o'clock it'll be raining or sleeting throughout most of the region and then turning to snow after 7 p.m when the sun goes down and temperatures start to uh cool although the overnight low only going to get down to about 32 so it's uh it's uh right at that spot <laughs> yeah and, so, and, and most of the snow is supposed to yeah. to fall well, from that point into early saturday morning uh with some gusty winds as well so if you want to play it safe stay off the roads tonight uh, get inside uh get home uh by six o'clock and and plan on uh staying in for the night and watching all these great yeah. shows that we just talked about yeah. on our streaming or tuning service. into finger one radio yeah, or listen yeah. to the uh, Waterloo-Pell Mac girls game, 730 tonight on com. So uh, that'll about do it uh, for this Friday edition of Finger Lakes Today. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, stay safe tonight and uh, stay warm. Daylight Savings Time oh, right. is, weekend, uh, right? is coming. Two weeks from now, next March weekend? March 12th. So next weekend. Yep. Spring ahead. So um, think about that when it's like 7 o'clock this weekend. Yeah. Next week it will actually be uh, it'll be uh, light out still at 7 o'clock. So we're getting there to spring. So thanks for joining us. Again, uh, follow the latest news, weather, and sports, including the latest on this winter storm and all the sectional basketball action over the weekend at FingerLakes1.com on our homepage, our free Android or iPhone app. Oh, and um, other than that, have a great weekend. Here in the Finger Lakes.